Our big idea for this series, Everything's Upside Down, and this is part three today, has been that God uses what we often view as upside down to uncover his radical love and his redemptive purposes. So God is in the world redeeming everything to himself as an active, ongoing process. Now, he has done it. He is doing it. He's going to do it. All things are being redeemed. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 19 that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. You've already been reconciled to God. He's not against you. He's not mad at you. You are his favorite. He's near. He will never leave you. I don't care where you're at in your lifestyle or your journey, whether you believe in the Bible or not, God is not distant from you, and he has reconciled you to himself. What I want to do today is, well, quite simply, we're, we're going to uncover some pretty radical beliefs that God has about love and about how he thinks about community. I want to raise a question about why we gather on Sunday mornings. I want to explore ideas expressed by several early followers of Jesus. So let's talk about words for just a moment, okay? The word church. It actually is the Greek word ecclesia. The Greek translation of it, you see it on the screen there, the Greek definition of it there in Greek, and then the transliteration of it is either ecclesia or ecclesia. It's used some 114 times in the New Testament. By definition, it means very simply congregation, assembly, a group of people gathered together, or translators, modern translators, have unfortunately translated it the church. In a single word, gathering. Wherever people gather and take time to be aware and to love and to fellowship with one another, and they allow God and his Christ to come into that and fellowship with him, you actually are having church. It can refer to an Old Testament assembly of believers, Acts chapter 7, a riotous mob in Acts chapter 19, but usually a Christian assembly, a church, as in totality in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10, or in a specific locale, such as Colossians chapter 4 and verse 15. However, in the New Testament, a church is never a building or a meeting place. Now, let's drill down a little bit further on modern definitions because this will help us understand what we should embrace and what maybe we should allow ourselves to think differently about and accept the challenge of God's radical thoughts. An ecclesial community is, in Roman Catholic terminology, 
a Christian religious group that does not meet the Roman Catholic definition of a church. If it's just an ecclesial community, then that's not enough. It, it, it doesn't meet the definition required by the Catholic Church and, and by a great many, actually, churches and evangelical churches all over the world. In Catholic canon law, a church is an ecclesial community headed by a bishop or someone recognized as the equivalent of a bishop. So as, as far as the Catholic Church is concerned, and, and I would say as far as the vast majority of evangelical churches are concerned, a gathering isn't properly considered a church unless there's somebody functioning in ecclesial authority such as a bishop or a pastor or a priest presiding over things. Now, personally, I'm, I do not see that in Scripture that's been added by man, but here we are. We're challenging common tradition. We're, caught, we're challenging widely held belief today. Now, Jesus himself is only recorded as talking about gathering or community, would be another word for it, the word ecclesia. He only used it twice in all of the Gospels. Once in Matthew 16, 18, and another time in Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 through 17. On the first occasion, he was talking to Peter. Here it is. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Many of you have heard that verse before. That's the first instance of Jesus using this word to gather. The second is found in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, verses 15 through 17. And here he gives explicit instructions about handling corruption, abuse, and conflict. Now, frankly, the truth is that Jesus never gave the world... He never gave you or I, that would be you or me, he never gave us <laughs> any practical advice about organizing our gatherings or our community activities. We are free to develop ways of meeting appropriate to our own culture and to our own needs. So, now hear me on this. My comments following now and my observations are not meant to be antagonistic or unfriendly, just thought-provoking. All right, let's look at a couple of scriptures where the concept of gathering and community is brought up. Not in the words of Jesus, because we've already dealt with the only two instances in which he used the term. But we do find it in Romans chapter 1 and verse 11. I want to see you, Paul said, and share with you the same blessings that God's Spirit has given me. Then you will grow stronger in your faith. The Phillips translation of that says, I'm longing to see you because I want to bring you some spiritual strength. This is one of the primary focuses of gathering as human beings and as Believers and followers of Christ, when you, quote, go to church, when you gather, Jesus said, if two or three of you 
are gathered in my name. There I am in the midst of you, right? One of the primary reasons to gather is to share spiritual strength. See, I'm strengthened spiritually when I get around you. Burdens are lifted. Joy can be charged. I can be challenged about right and wrong thinking. Yes, yeah, spiritual impartation takes place when we gather. Here's another verse, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25. The writer says this, let's see how inventive we can be in encouraging love and helping out, not avoiding worshiping together as some do, but spurring each other on. I love Phillips' translation of this. He says, and let us think of one another and how we can encourage each other to love and to do good deeds. Again, one of the primary reasons that we gather is to encourage one another. I'm encouraged being around you. I want to do better, be better, think better when I get around you. He says, now let's see how inventive we can be in encouraging love. I love that translation. Those are great words. Let's see how inventive we can be, not in holding to a tradition or a dogma, rules and, all right? Let's see how inventive we can be that whenever we gather and wherever we're doing that for us right now, happens to be in the sanctuary shared by St. John's Lutheran Church. This is where we co-locate with them, and I office here, and we pay rent here, and those kind of things. But when we gather, I'm encouraged, I'm blessed, spiritual impartation takes place. And like no other time in the history of our church or any church I have ever been a part of or pastored, we are flipping things upside down intentionally because we've got a new view of you. We have a new view of Scripture. We have a fresh view and understanding of God's nature and His character. And it's also exciting because it's caused us to be redeeming, to be accepting, to be affirming, to be more loving, and to embrace what Paul wrote, as I quoted earlier, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19. God was in Christ reconciling the whole world. So I, I no longer work at trying to reconcile people. I no longer have to work at trying to get people to be right with God. I, it just the burden has been lifted. They're already reconciled to God. Through gathering, I have the opportunity to help maybe pull back the curtain, to help people to see how good God is. Is it possible? Is it possible that God is actually better than you thought he was? <laughs> I want to give you some what-ifs here. Again, just, just to get you thinking. Now, I, I want to underscore what I said just moments ago. My comments and my observations are not meant to be antagonistic or unfriendly, just thought-provoking, right? Number one, what if we remove the need for a presiding, quote, head, end quote, that required hierarchical structure and reverence? 
What if we just remove that? In fact, I've even stopped referring to myself as the senior pastor, the lead pastor. It, it just speaks of a hierarchical structure that's not necessary for gathering. I am a pastor. I've been called to that office, been given a pastoral gift, and have built my career being in the office of a pastor. But none of that matters when we gather. Now, I know it's important in some areas, and again, and in some fellowships and in some gatherings, and, and I'm, I'm not poo-pooing that. I'm, I'm not against that. I'm just asking a question this morning. Would you consider this question? What if we remove the need for a presiding head that required hierarchical structure and reverence? This might be it right here. Now, those of you that stayed home today that normally come or are sick or unable to come, you're going to miss something very special today, and that's what that little piece of paper was about. I'll tell you more in a minute. All right, number two. Stay with me now. Number two. What if we gathered to discover, discuss, and connect rather than to listen exclusively to an approved authoritarian theological message soliciting compliance and loyalty. Number three, what if we greeted, honored, engaged, and embraced everyone who came, not only those like us or required to agree with us? What would our gatherings be like? Number four, what if, Matt, we sang songs not only to express love to God, but songs which caused God's love to be experienced as enjoyment, friendliness, and understanding? What if? Number five, what if we viewed up, especially those not like us, as Jesus, caring for them, as we might honor and care for him if he were physically, bodily in our midst. Number six, what if weekly we asked God's help to reach out to others in our community with authentic caring and love, making provision for them wherever we could? Number seven, what if instead of a bulletin, you were handed a burrito on arrival? Yeah, well, that's what we're doing here at Genesis Gathering. And we're going to do that actually in a moment. You're going to get to taste the actual burritos, breakfast burritos, that we will be passing out starting next week right here at Genesis Gathering. So we invite you to come along. They're being delivered right now. And finally, what if we flipped the outcome of our gatherings being about bigger, loftier, more impressive, self-centered gratification of personal demands and focused on this? Watch the words of Jesus, Matthew chapter 22. 
For I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you cared for me. I was prison, and you visited me. Now, the disciples did not get this. They were all saying, now, wait a minute, Lord. When did we do this? When were you hungry? When were you thirsty? When were you ever a stranger to us? When were you naked? Never seen you naked. You've never been naked or stripped of power or stripped of presence or stripped of, you know, people caring for you, loving you, adulation. And, and when were you ever sick, Jesus? And dear Lord, you've never been in prison. Jesus said using a parable, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry, thirsty, naked, sick, in prison? He said, I'm telling you the solemn truth. Whenever you did one of these things to someone overlooked or ignored, that was me that you did it to. Jesus, we've never seen you hungry. You've never been thirsty or naked. You're not a stranger. Now, you know what he's talking about here. These are all adjectives of how people feel day in and day out, month in, month out, year in and year out. People feel this way. They feel naked. They're thirsty. They feel like strangers, even in the midst of crowds. They're sick. They're imprisoned. Maybe not behind bars. But psychologically, psychologically, emotionally, physically, people are imprisoned. And Jesus is saying, when you help somebody, when you love somebody, when you care for somebody that is in this condition, you are doing it to me. He uses the word overlooked or ignored. When you find somebody overlooked or ignored... And you bless them, you help them, you care for them, you speak a kind word to them, you extend your hand and greet them. Lay the theology aside, lay the dogmas aside, lay the pretense and the masks aside. Quit requiring people to change and become like you and just meet them just like you would Jesus. How would you treat that person if that person were Jesus bodily standing there. You would honor, you would love, you would smile, you would embrace, you would give. And your first question would be, what do you need? How, can I, how, how, could, I, how could I be a part of blessing you? How, how could I humble myself at your feet, wash, wash your feet? Which, of course, is what Jesus did indeed do and practice his disciples which they were floored absolutely floored that the king of kings that the messiah the ruler of the world would bow and humble himself and wash their feet they couldn't believe it that's because jesus didn't come exalting his his kingship he came exalting his servanthood that's what he came to exalt The century version says this, whenever you did it for any of my people, no matter how unimportant they seemed, 
you did it for me. Let's pass those burritos out. Go ahead, I want to taste them. Can we give everybody one? If you have a preference, there's ham, bacon, or sausage. We're just going to walk around, give one to everybody, so that you can taste what every morning now on Sunday, instead of a bulletin, you'll be handed a burrito. Whoever you are, wherever you come from, whatever your lifestyle, whatever your beliefs, you don't have to believe like we do, come gather with us. And, and, and this isn't at the end of service as part of fellowship that we close with prayer, end the service, and then leave over into the, go into the fellowship hall, right? Where then we can have our burritos? No, this is, we're going to start service with a burrito. Nice throw. That, that, that was on me. That was a great throw. I think I was so impressed. Okay, so, oh, man. Now, the, they'll be full-size burritos. These are, have been cut in half. Oh, my, Nina and I had a couple of these early in the week. Mm. Wow. You know, I think they're even better when they sit for a while and they've been in the foil and they just kind of marinate, and, right? Then, then if you get them right off the truck. Mm, these are so good. Now, I just gave you a couple dozen reasons to be here on Sunday morning if you've not been coming. Three good ones, ham, sausage, or bacon, right? In addition to that, love, care, spiritual encouragement, spiritual impartation, joy, singing, building friendships. I promise you that an hour at Genesis Gathering on a Sunday morning and you will leave here with a pick-me-up in your step. You will leave here feeling friendlier, warmer, and cared for. And after all, that is the goal of gathering. That is the ecclesia. Brian McLaren said this, fellowship is a kind of belonging that isn't based on status, achievement, or gender, but instead is based on a deep belief that everyone matters, everyone is welcome, and everyone is loved. No conditions and no exceptions. Period. No conditions, no exceptions. Everyone matters, everyone is welcome, and everyone will be loved at Genesis Gathering. We have flipped this thing upside down, and we are inviting you and inviting you to invite someone to come with you. Because what they hear and what they experience will not be traditional church. It will not be evangelical dogma. It will be relevant sharing and talking about a multitude of subjects, including spiritual biblical teaching also. 
And then we'll be throwing it open for questions. We'll be dialoguing every Sunday right here. Chairs in the round, our burritos in hand, and we'll be dialoguing about what we talk about. So it won't be the head preaching to you that need to change and become more like me. We're done with that. Hmm. That's really good. <laughs> Man. All right. I promised you they were going to be that good. And, and they really are. Now, this all sounds good, Pastor Jeff, but do you have any way to kind of help us break the ice, approach individuals? We, we know some that would love this kind of environment. And by the way, don't even call it church. You're inviting people to a, a discussion, a dialogue, a burrito, great time of singing, right? But how do you break the ice? How do you invite somebody? Sometimes we're at a loss for words. Well, I have a couple of ideas for you here. Have you ever seen this, Jeff? Has anybody ever seen that? Can you take a look, please? Go ahead and take a moment and look through it. That is the top half of the homepage of our website. I would dare say that many people, many people even that love us, Nina and I, and love Genesis Gathering, maybe have never even read through that carefully. Notice on the right hand of the right side of the picture, Jeff, Forgiving, loving, inclusive, affirming, encouraging you towards freedom and passionate serving of others. Next. Oh, we missed a step. So there was one, let's go back to the full screen, uh, full homepage screen, right? Down in that lower left uh, corner, you will see a, a brand new post with the LGBTQ flag, as well as the Star of David and the flag of Israel. And then it reads this way, hate for others not like you is wrong and ugly. Violence towards others is not Christian-like or Christ-like and is unacceptable. We stand with our Jewish and LGBTQ plus family and communities. I told you that we were going to challenge thinking. I told you that things are being flipped upside down and with the mind and heart of God turned right side up. All right. So here's what we're going to do. To, well, number one, you could ask or just direct people to the website, right? Lots of answers there, ways to connect with us, uh, our messages and so forth are out there. However, starting next week, 
Jeff. Thank you. <laughs> We're going to have business-sized cards for you on cardstock. On one side, you'll see this, right? When you hand it, it'll just be a wonderful picture of somebody smiling with the word Genesis down there. Now, flip it over, and this is what they'll see. What if gathering on Sunday was done in a judgment-free zone, accepting and affirming of all? We invite you to explore, discuss, and discover that, that God is good. Join the discussion. Eat a burrito. Give and get a big hug. Really, we hand out burritos rather than bulletins. And then the way to get hold of us there, as you can see. All right? That will be available starting next Sunday. This week, I will be emailing it to you electronically so that you don't even have to wait to get the printed copies in hand. You can begin inviting people right away electronically. Now, I'm even more excited about this one. Look at this here. It's called our kindness card. Kindness. It comes in two versions. We have a gray and we have a, a purple. And when you turn it over, it simply says, something simple to let you know God loves you. And our website address. Boy, I wish I had had this current version of this in my car the other day. Two or three times this week, I have gone out of my way. It was not convenient to round the corner and come back. Nina was with me one night. We were going home from bingo. It was late at night, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And there was a woman out standing on the overpass of the highway on, on a corner median. And it was cold. It's below freezing as it's been. And I was not in the right lane to be able to get to her. So I actually went down the street, came back, turned around. So this was out of my way. And then got in the lane to be able to hand her several dollars. She was bruised. She had a black eye. And she was cold. I wish there was more in the moment that I could have done, but we did at least that. I've done that two or three times this week with individuals. And, and, then, and I'm not telling, tooting, touting, tooting my own horn here. I'm just saying there's lots of practical ways. I have a sheet of 100 ideas of how you can show kindness and just leave them this card. The other day I was in the line to get my McDonald's and the thought came to me, you know, why don't you buy the person's meal that's in back of you in their car? So when I got to the window, I handed my card to the individual and I said, hey, I want to pay for the person who's behind me, that car. See that car? That SUV there. I want to pay for whatever they're buying. He went and got his manager. <laughs> and oh, how great it would have been to have my kindness card with me. You will next week. Right? And uh, I just, I, I didn't tell them to say anything about it. I just bought it for them. You see, and again, I, I, I have a printout of a hundred of these ways each week. When we gather, as Genesis Gathering, we are going to pick an area of kindness where we can show love and kindness to individuals through the week. 
We are going to practice what we're talking. We are going to live what we believe and what we say when we say the words, God is good. I believe God is even better than we've thought he is. Oh, here's the last one. Jeff, I think I gave you one more there. Did I, did I not? Oh, okay. Run, run out to the, run out to the, because I want people to see this. It's on the drive, thumb drive. So go access that. And I think I dumped it in the, the folder where you've been. Uh, and it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a picture of a burrito. All right, while he's looking for that, look for that. I think it should be on the thumb drive in that area. I did it late. Um, this is not Jeff's fault. I was doing it while the first church was in session here because it's just an idea I got, and I wanted to get some sort of representation, but it's a picture. You should find it. It's a JPEG and a picture of a burrito. Now, don't, don't put it. Oh, did you find it? Okay, look at this. Now, these are handbills, email. All right, this will be beautiful. Join the discussion, eat a burrito, and give and get a hug, right? This will be available. This week, I'll be sending this out so that you can share it electronically, and then we'll also have it in print so that you can share it that way as well.